Ever wanted to know how it is possible to live your dream life without breaking the bank? Today's episode is a real encouraging treat, friend. I have a very special guest back on the podcast, and she is bringing the truth in regards to super simple financial planning tips that you can start implementing today to actually be able to live the life you have always dreamed of living. Ready to have your best day as the best version of yourself? Well, friend, grab your iced coffee and let's get encouraged. Is your life overly overwhelmed? Do you find your peace in the middle of the chaos, driving in the express lanes to make it to the next part of your day, all while chugging your second or third cup of coffee? Or maybe you're the queen of long-winded to-do lists and ambitious dreams, all while struggling to remain content in the balance of everyday life. Welcome to The Best Day Podcast. I'm your host, Ailey, wife, mama, high school teacher, and lifestyle blogger at Graceful and Free. This is a place to encourage you, to remind you, and to reassure you that you don't have to have it all together, that it's okay to not be okay, that you can actually thrive in the state of chaos, that you can embody grace, that the ordinary can be the extraordinary, here to make sure your heart knows that every day is truly capable of being the best day. Are you ready to live your best life every single day in grace and freedom? Then let's have the best day, friend, not just today, but every single day. Let's get started. You are listening to episode 99 of the Best Day Podcast. Hey friend, welcome to another episode of the Best Day Podcast. It is your host, Haley, and you are in for a real special treat today. I have a special guest on the podcast, and this special guest is actually making her second appearance on the Best Day Podcast. I am so excited to bring back to you Caroline Tannis of the Tannis Financial Group to share with you a really fun message for financial planning. Now, this conversation has a little bit of everything. I love Caroline. We have so much fun talking with one another through the mic, and I hope you can feel that enthusiasm and that joy for life and travel and books and, of course, financial planning tips to really help you be in a place within your life that you can feel confident in. Now, if hearing financial planning overwhelms you, intimidates you just a little bit, take a deep breath. This is an encouraging conversation, a honest conversation, but definitely an encouraging one that you can feel good about as you listen. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, unsure, a little not exactly knowing what you need to do in regards to your own personal finances, this episode is definitely for you. Or if you just like listening to two friends talk via the mic about their favorite things to do and how they find joy with a few shout outs to some special books they are reading and favorite travel destinations, you can also be sure that this episode is fully loaded with that as well. Again, we had so much fun recording this episode. I had a whole lot of fun going back and editing the episode because it just felt like Caroline was back with me once again. So I'm excited to share with you this episode. Now, almost exactly a year ago, Caroline was on the podcast for the very first time. And that episode is another really sweet one. So if you have a little extra time on your hands this week or a longer commute, feel free to also, once you're done listening to this one, go put play on that episode It is linked in the show description for you. That episode is simply just another encouraging real talk as we chat about walking in alignment towards our dreams. And I thought, you know what? This is the best way to start off this week by bringing Caroline here. And I am so excited for you to hear this. Now, it's jam-packed. So much good thing and so many good things in store for this episode. And if you stay all the way through to the very, very end, there's a very special discount code for you 
for Caroline's very first official workbook that she put together. And it's amazing. It is your money story. And it just has a whole lot of value packed in this workbook to bring you freedom and bring you more empowerment in how you handle your own money with your money story. So stay through to the end to check out that special discount code. All right, you ready? Let's bring on Caroline. You're going to love this conversation. Welcome back to the Best Day Podcast, Caroline. I am so excited to have you here once again for another episode. How are you? I am good. Thank you for having me back. I know we were talking about this before we hopped on, but I saw your message that people had some topics they wanted us to cover. And when I saw a message from you, I was like, heck yes, anything to do with Haley, um, sign me up times 10. So I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. And I'm so glad you work with my sense of order and chaos where I just randomly message you, hey, can we do another episode together? And then less than a week, we are, it's like maybe even three days or four days since then, we are recording our episode. So I appreciate that you can function at my sense of speed. <laughs> oh, anytime, anything for you, anything for your listeners too. And I know you have some great questions and topics. So in my own selfish way, I love to talk about these things because anytime we can get this information out to people, I'm like, yes, let's talk about it. Let's get it out there. Let's inform everyone. Let's stand on the rooftops and get it all out there. I'm so excited. So Caroline is going to be sharing some awesome wisdom for us today on financial planning and just those essential steps to take when you're feeling overwhelmed when it comes with your finances and how to handle money and you don't really feel like I know where to begin. She also has some really amazing, cool resources for you that you're definitely going to want to check out, which I will have everything linked in the show notes and on the blog. And it's been almost a year since Caroline was on the podcast for the first time. So what has life been like for you in the past year? I know you've been traveling quite a bit, which I love. First off, anyone who is into financial planning and strategy, but also appreciates traveling is somebody I can support because that's a great thing to live a life where you can be wise and make sound decisions, but also live in the moment and have experiences that are worthwhile. So thank you for doing that and living your life that way. I know I love watching that on my Instagram stories when you up on another flight and I go, mm, where's she going now? I like to build up the suspense too. Like I'll just post the plane and I get so many messages. I like, well, where are you going now? Like, what are you doing? So it has been a crazy year filled with personal travel and also work travel, which is so much fun. I've been doing so much speaking at different companies and different organizations where I got to speak in front of Candace Nelson, who if you don't know her, she is the founder of Sprinkles Cupcakes. And if you've been in the airport, the, um, the cupcake ATMs was her idea. So I got to be the opener for her a couple months ago and I fangirled so hard and she brought cupcakes with her and I'm just sitting there watching her eating her cupcake. I'm like, this is the best day ever, pun intended for the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> you're, welcome. you're welcome. It was right there. I had to do it. Um, yeah. So that was amazing. So doing a lot of traveling there. And I also, when I talk about financial planning people, with people, excuse me, and clients, I love to talk about building your dream life. And I'm like, well, what do you want your money to do? Like so many people are afraid of money because, oh, it makes me greedy. I'm like, or can we change the narrative? And it gives you the life and the intention that you really want to have. And so for me, one of those biggest things is fully experiencing life. And one of those experiences I love to have is travel. So uh, back in March, can't believe it was already March. I did Chile and Argentina. And the way I describe it is I went hiking in the mountains that are on like the Patagonia logo. So I actually did that, that mountain range in there, which was so cool just to be with nature and be traveling, but also just reconnect and kind of center yourself with, with nature and everything going on. I love that. Anytime my husband and I have been stressed or overworked or just feeling like we are caught in our own cycle of living. And of course, this was way, you know, before we had a child when it was easier to do this, but it's something that we want to keep as a habit, you know, and a lifestyle, you know, fundamental, you know, 
component of how we live with a family is being able to take a step away and to travel and to connect with nature. I feel like I get a part of me back when I can go be one-to-one with the beautiful world (laughs) that we live in, seeing beautiful things, challenging yourself, putting yourself in a different environment because you always can gain a different perspective. And that's one of, it sounds silly, but that's one of my favorite things about traveling is not just experiencing the moment and the trip, but also being able to look back at my life in home and how I live and the things that I do and the choices that I make and kind of gain a different perspective and a different appreciation for that from another lens looking from the outside. Right. And I think it's, it forces you to get out of your routine, which is so funny. We're always trying to build routines and, and stay focused. But I think when you have that, that time and those moments to step away, you're able to come back and say, okay, this is what I want life to actually look like. Like I hate my morning routine or I love that I do this. And it, you need that time to separate away from it to be able to come back. And I think to go back to what you said about like, now you have a family. I love watching the stories of you and McCray at the park. And I think what's really cool is that even in those moments, being outside in nature and I love, how do I phrase this about it? sounding creepy. I love the way little kids, I was going to say, I love watching the way little kids. <laughs> um, I have a lot of nieces and nephews for reference. This is very PG. I love <laughs> the way little kids see the world. And like yeah. when you spend time with them and when I'm with my nieces and nephews, like everything is amazing. And just seeing like the, the world through their eyes, that's what I feel like when you step back and travel, you get a glimpse of that again. Absolutely. It's a great reminder of, whoa, oh my gosh, wow, did you see that? It's the best. And I feel like too, the actual act of flying on a plane, it's being in a different altitude, I feel like, for my own mindset, I like unlock a different potential. Like I'll land at whichever airport and go, okay, wow, that was a really weird thought that I was having because I was able to like actually think more clearly in a different perspective. And it's always funny because Justin's always like, what did you think of this time? What new idea did you have <laughs> on the plane? And I'm like, um, you probably don't want to know. Um, but definitely here for the travel any big trip any more I mean you've had so many trips what's next on what's next on your list next I am so my big I try to do one big international trip every year and then I noticed during the pandemic I have not explored as much of the U.S. as I wanted to so in terms of next big international I'm going to Vietnam in February so I'm intrigued. I feel like I need to do some history lesson and update refreshers. It's obviously been a very long time since you learned about the Vietnam War and everything that happened. And so I want to be educated going into it. So you and I are going to have to talk like a history refresh course or books that I can read. Let me do it. Let me do it. <laughs> yeah. Please teach me everything. I'll just come to class one day and I'll just be like, teach me all about it. <laughs> oh, Vietnam will be amazing. I hear it's beautiful. I'm excited. Yeah. And I think it'll be a good, even to like taking these big trips and doing this refresh for me. And I love to share it on social media too, because I want to embody and emulate the person who is living their dream life. And I'm like, I talk to my clients so much about it, like live your dream life, use money as a tool to live out your dream life. And so I love sharing it on social media because I want people to be encouraged if you either want to travel, maybe you don't want to travel and you're like, I want to make my home the best place ever because I don't want to leave it. That is awesome. That is totally cool. But for me, it's coming back to that dream and what does it really mean to experience life, which I feel like you're doing so much too with the travel you've done this summer and even just spending time with family. Like you've kind of had the best of both worlds too. It's the best. It absolutely is being able to have that experience, but also come back inward and be present and to focus in on making that moment count wherever you are. And I think that's so important being able to feel comfortable using money as a good steward of the passions and the desires of your heart, whatever that is, whether you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, planning my next trip. This sounds great. Or you just want to stay cozy at home and you just want to snuggle up with the people you love the most and find that 
sense of adventure within your own backyard, whichever lights your heart on fire, whichever fulfills your deepest dreams is so great. I think that's what's so important is that we all have these different callings and inklings that we want to step fully in and we have them for a reason and we have to own it. So I'm pumped for this conversation. It's already really good. And I'm excited to continue mainly on the tactics here. So if I know you have a really awesome workbook you just put together that launched super recently. And so I'm excited for my listeners to hear about that. But if we just start with the basic foundation, somebody who is feeling a little overwhelmed, somebody that feels like I need a little bit more control when it comes to finances, I have no idea where to start. What is your message to the person who doesn't even know where to begin? Yeah. And I get this question all of the time is I don't even know where to start. And the first, I want to give you advice more on the mindset side and also a couple things that you can do to take action. And so to start with the mindset behind it, know that you're not alone. And this is not a, oh, misery loves company kind of thing. This is a, we were seldom, if ever, taught finances growing up and we're thrown out into the world. And it's like, great, go figure out how to have retirement savings. Oh, and don't forget, you have to, you know, the world, so we're told, you need to have a mortgage, buy a home, put your kids through college, do all of these different things that we're told the narrative of, but no one tells you how, right? They're like, just, yeah, good luck. Go have the 2.3 kids, a golden retriever, a white picket fence, but you also have to figure out how to do it. And it's like, wait, what? And so from that standpoint, take the smallest steps. Like the biggest thing that you can do is one step at a time. And don't worry, we'll we'll hop into those steps next. But you are going to fall down. You are going to get frustrated and know that you are not the only one that does this. I have been in the financial services industry for years now. And even sometimes I have to force myself as a human being to say, all right, it's the first of the month. my um, routine is to go through my finances at the first of the month, every month personally. And I'm like, okay, where are we? And sometimes I don't want to do it. And I'm like, no, this is a promise you made to yourself. You encourage other people to do it. So you also now need to sit down and do it. That's such a great step. And I love that little reminder for yourself because it can be so easy to just speak and encourage from, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this. But it's like, oh, wait, I need to do this too. And so, yes, the smallest step and knowing that it's okay to not know, knowing that it's okay to feel like I don't have the answers, but recognizing that that's also a willingness to learn. And that when you can realize, I don't know, you put yourself in a position of, but I'm willing and I'm able and I'm going to figure this out. And that's empowering. And that gives you that extra, you know, oomph to be able to gain the tool that you need to feel like you can understand and make the decisions and just feel educated in what is best for me, what is best for my family. And so I think that's so important to know that you're not alone and to take a small step. And that can be really the only step you need to get going in the direction of living that life of your dreams. Yeah. And I think that's, I love the way you approach it too. And this is how you can tell you're a teacher is your willingness to learn. (laughs) And as somebody grew up with a mom, who's a teacher, I completely understand it too. And that was always what I grew up hearing is like, be willing to learn, right? You are never going to know anything in this world. Be willing to learn and be willing to find the resources. And it's funny because everyone's like, well, how do the wealthiest people get wealthy? They put one foot in front of each other and did one step at a time. You think Jeff Bezos built Amazon overnight and said, this is, I, I, he just thought of Amazon and it just happened overnight. Like, no, it came with one idea, one small step, putting one foot in front of the other. And you are seeing years, if not decades, honestly, of work coming together. And that is the, on the tactical side of things, of steps you can take, start taking one step, right? So a great first step figure out where you are right now. There are so many people I know that don't even know where their bank accounts are. And especially too, when you have people that have changed employers several times, which most of us have, that's pretty typical of our generation, people typically lose accounts, right? So figure out where everything is and make yourself a balance sheet, right? So balance sheet is your assets. So everything you own, your liabilities, everything you owe, 
and write down for yourself in a safe place. Okay, here's all my bank accounts. Here's all my retirement accounts, liabilities. So here's where the mortgage is. Here's the mortgage company, car loans, student loans, you name it. The amount of Americans that do not have that type of information off the top of their head or even know where to look, it's scary. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure many people don't know where it all is because, oh, it's here. It's there. You know, you don't put a name to it because in your mind, oh, it's being taken care of or this institution holds this or the app on my phone has it, which I know there's a lot of really awesome apps that can help and really great financial tools with, you know, everything that has been put together these days to keep things in order and organized. So real quick, do you have like your favorite app that you use to keep track of things? I personally use Mint, um, which is by QuickBooks and Intuit. And I use that on top of then doing my own due diligence. So Mint is great because I like when it pops in the little reminders of like, you can set your own budgeting and tools and things like that in there. So it'll be funny. I'll be, I will go out to dinner with a group of friends or family and, you know, one person always puts down their car and then you get all the Venmos in and it's like, Hey, you, you went way over your budget for restaurants, but then it stops me and it's like, Oh, did I go over? No. Okay. That was mostly Venmo back. Like, Oh, there's people that still owe me. And it really stops me and gives me those daily reminders. But then at the first of the month, I'm a spreadsheet person. So I go through my spreadsheet and I'm like, okay, here's the updates on these accounts. Here's how they grew or these, how they changed. Um, so I think Mint is a really good day-to-day -day tool. And then doing your own research and updates on top of it is pretty essential. Yeah, I think that's great. I think having, using a tool that works awesome. I know we use Mint as well. And I love like all the updates and that just general overview is such a helpful way to visualize everything and see it right in front of you. Um, but of course, your own spreadsheets as well. All right. So then what are some other steps? Of course, you know, taking time to be organized, know exactly where everything is, which is so helpful. And that can be a big step like that can take some time. It can be a little daunting, but stay encouraged. It's going to make life so much easier once you know where everything is. And once you've located it, it's there. You don't have to find it again. You can establish a system that works for you to be in better control of finances. And so I think that's super important and such a great reminder that we probably often don't really think of as something to do that's important. Right. And that is kind of a crucial first step because then from where you want to go from there is, okay, now we have, and I'm using the metaphorically for people who still get envelope statements. Now you get the statement in the mail or the digital one. Okay, now you need to open it up. And for some people, and I say this and some people are laughing and they're like, yeah, okay, great. For some people, it's a very emotional thing because if you're opening up a credit card statement, what did spending look like last month? Was it, you know, we're, we're in July right now recording this. Was it back to school time? So you spent a lot of money because the kids need new clothes. We needed school supplies. We needed the back to school stuff like the paper towels and tissues that we bring to the classroom. Okay. So we had a big spike in spending. Or maybe, you know, there can be emotion behind it if maybe you had some type of crisis last month and you're going to see that in that statement or you don't know how much debt you have or you thought you saved more. So when you open it up and see those numbers, that can be very triggering and very emotional for people, which is why I list that out as a step. I think that's so important. And I love how you shared about the back to school because that just made me think of man, oh man, our July for us is my son's birthday and me getting my classroom ready for a whole new school year. So yep. that's a great month for financial <laughs> because all that means is a whole lot of target. <laughs> yep. I, need to, I need to be prepping my husband before he, he starts seeing all these, you know, notices in the account of, Hey, did target, you go to target? target? <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you go? <laughs> Right. And that's the third step in it is then having the conversation if you're in a relationship, but also then how do we move that forward and plan for next year? Right. So you as a teacher, every single July, God willing, you know, you are going to be having back to school. You're going to be having your son's birthday party. Like those expenses are not going anywhere. Right. And part of that is being so thankful for them that like you get to celebrate him and like him coming into this world is even when he's like, you know, 
40 years old, you're still going to be like, oh, it's July is his birthday. Give you a birthday party. <laughs> right. I'm throwing you a birthday party or it'll turn into like a steak dinner, right? It'll get even more exactly. Most likely will not get cheaper. But those are the things that I tell people then to prep for. So going back and looking at like 12 months of your statements, people are like, oh, well, I just spend this every month. You're going to tell me you spend the same amount of money in December that you spend in March. No. Like there's no way. No way. <laughs> Unless you're the person who gets all of your Christmas shopping done in November. But I, I don't know. I know that person exists, but I am not her. <laughs> so I am her just because... Okay, <laughs> Yes. So December for me is the busiest season. So every single, if you're somebody who is in my life that I buy a present for you for the holidays or Christmas, whatever it might be, um, I am buying it on Black Friday. And if I didn't buy it on Black Friday, sorry, you're not getting a gift until next year because it's our busiest time. So you're right. So for me, November is my, when I open my credit card, I'm like, but I know everything is done. Um, But those are things that I prepare for. So like, when our parents, when we were growing up, our parents used to have Christmas club savings accounts and it would pull money from their paychecks throughout the year. So they had money for Christmas presents coming at that time. And people don't really do that anymore. And they get really thrown off by these huge expenses, whether it's back to school, vacation, Christmas, and these big spikes are what throw people off and then they get discouraged. Yeah. So just having the moment of looking at a calendar and thinking, okay, when are there heavier expenses? When are things that I need to keep in mind of, hey, this is something that is going to come up. And I feel like we do that, you know, at least I know in our household with work when we have a busy season, knowing that, okay, like this is um, my husband's in um, like finance and accounting. And so every quarter is a quarter in clothes and they have to, it's craziness. <laughs> and so I know when that's happening and we know as a family that okay like this is going to be a little bit more stressful we're going to have to deal with longer hours we're going to have to you know kind of shift some of the responsibilities around the home during this time same with a grading deadline for me when it's coming up to a 12 week grades or end of a semester similar conversation you kind of look at your workload you look at what you have going on in your life and you know moments that are going to be more challenging so you can expect a little bit more of, okay, we have to hold on a little tighter, bear down a little more and figure out another way to work with this. Same thing with finances. Okay. This is a month where there's a lot of expenses. This is a month where we might have a bonus. This is a month where we can, you know, have additional income coming in so we can, you know, make a decision to either cut back if we want to cut back or indulge if we want to indulge. But having that awareness, I think is so important and it doesn't have to be as scary as you think it is. Yeah. And I love the fact that, and correct me if I'm wrong in assuming this, like you and Justin have these conversations and are talking about, and it's probably too from years of being together, but you know, then at this point, okay, quarter end, it's going to be busier. We might get takeout one or two more times because that's the phase of life we're in. And the big summary of all that too is communication, whether you are being honest and communicating, it sounds silly to oh communicate with yourself, but a lot of finances too is being honest. I will have conversations with people and we will sit down and I'm like, here is a budget. If they want to go the budgeting route that you could be living with, how does this feel? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. We come back three months later and do a check-in. We, I don't get why it didn't happen. And it's like, well, life, you, you wanted to live a life that was probably not aligned with, and you need to have the tools to either communicate with each other as a spouse, with me as your advisor, or whoever it is that's making financial decisions or impacts in your life to find out where you're aligned and what this season of life looks like. Yeah, that's so good. And just being honest and understanding why you're feeling the things that you're feeling and not running away from them, but just kind of acknowledging them and owning them and using that as a step moving in the direction where you want to go and kind of releasing the feeling. Okay, well, why is this triggering me? Why do I feel all of a sudden like bad? Or why do I feel like I've made a mistake? Or why do I feel like, you know, I'm a failure when we think of all the things we think of when money can trigger all of us in so many different ways. You know, whether that's something that takes us back to our past, whether that's something that takes us back to, you know, that time when like you see your account when you're like completely on your own for the first time ever and you're watching (laughs) and drain and you're like, hold on, how did this happen? I have no idea. I didn't, 
I don't know. <laughs> and those burst for everyone that everyone experiences, you know, but just understanding, acknowledging the feelings, letting yourself find a truth in it. So that way you can really figure out a way to move forward and not feel bad about yourself, but move so in a way where, hey, no, we're going to fix this. We're going to overcome this and this won't happen again. Yeah. And I think that's part of listening to this podcast and this episode in particular is you're already taking the first baby step, we'll call it, because you're you can't change the past, right? I cannot go unless you start finding things around the house that you can return or changes you can undo. For the most part, you can't undo things, right? We can only change everything on Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) That's like, yeah, you start putting everything on Facebook Marketplace, Poshmark, and then it doesn't sell and you get frustrated again because you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? You can't change what already happened. You can only change going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, I think the biggest thing that people struggle to understand is They'll come to me and they're like, well, what fix, like, how do we fix this? I'm like, we can only fix this going forward in our habits and our choices and our investments and where we put the money and they want an overnight solution. And I, I then have to say, we can't change it. Unfortunately, if I had a time machine or a crystal ball to predict the future, I'd probably be retired on a beach by now. But, um, those inventions are outside of my realm of, uh, knowledge on how to build. So if somebody else knows how to do that, let me know so I can retire. Oh, come on, Caroline, please. (laughs) (laughs) I wish if I had a time machine, I would be like, okay, we're going to go back. We'll change everything. You can then just pay me and we're good. I told my students that all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had a time machine, if I figured that out, we would be traveling to Istanbul today to learn about the Ottoman Empire. And they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, you have no idea how exciting this would be. (laughs) Just another desperate thing I do to try to keep things interesting in the classroom. But anyways, (laughs) I think it's fun. I think that would be so cool, right? If you could be, I don't know if you ever read, this is so off topic, but the Magic Treehouse books growing up and they would get to go to the different places. I'm like, wow, could you imagine if you were front row at, you know, a bullfight in Spain or it was the magic treehouse and then the boxcar children. Did you yes. read those? Those are yes. my favorite. I just remember going to the library weekly and picking up like the next set of books and feeling like the happiest person in the world. And now I just buy all my books because I read something the other day. This is probably not on brand with this episode, but I read something the other day that there's two hobbies Somebody shared that one hobby is reading books and then the other hobby is buying books to read. And I go, oh, oh, I feel seen. <laughs> it's funny because, and we can, I can hear, I'll turn this into it being back on brand for the episode. <laughs> I will, all of the books that I want to write in and pull things from, and I'm like staring at my bookshelf now because it's filled with them, or like books where I could see myself rereading it, those I will buy because I want to write in them and I want them to be in my life forever. Or I have books that I will get at the library where I'm like, this is, I'm going to read it one time. We're going to move on. It's my beach read. I don't want to spend the money on it. Keep moving. And what's funny is my library here in Hoboken, I'm in Hoboken, New Jersey. They will total up for you how much you saved by using the library. And over two years of being a member there, I've now crossed the $3,500 mark. That's amazing. (laughs) Okay. So it's funny because it's been on my list because I will always buy books and mm-hmm. I just buy them. It's my thing. I love it. And I'm looking at my bookshelf too right now. And there's a few books that I'm like, okay, you know what? I would love to read this again because I don't quite either. It was so good or I don't really remember what happened. But then there's others where I'm like, I read it. I Did I really need to own a copy? And so it's been mm-hmm. on my radar in my mind to say, you know what? Like go and go to the library, set up the library card. I think as a teacher, it's super easy. I just haven't done it and get your books that way and save money. For fiction books, I think it's the best way to go because then that way I'm not like also to living in a city. What the heck am I going to do with them? I don't have the room, but (laughs) from a financial standpoint, if me saving $3,500 in two years is enough of a um, kick in the butt to do it. We may not have to do an episode two on all our favorite books. Oh my gosh. I, I just read Daisy Jones and the Six. 
Yeah. Have you read that? Did you watch the Amazon? No. Okay. I, okay. I watched the first episode and didn't like it. So I stopped. You did. Okay. You have to, it gets better once they start like getting into the actual songs. That's, I've been obsessed. I've, that's like a thing about me is I become very involved in a story, whether it's a book, a television show, I become super invested and then it consumes me. And so that's where I've been living this summer. (laughs) There you go. You said invested. That counts then as making this part of the finance. Different type of being invested, but we still use the word. So I think that being committed, being honest with your habits, owning how you feel, it's it's all connected. (laughs) But then I think too, if you if we do want to also circle to relate it back here, is that is your that is the thing that brings you joy. I see so many people, if we want to add another action step to this list, is I always encourage people to write down what their dreams truly are and the things that they love to do. For me, that's traveling, books, either going to the library or also getting them on Amazon or wherever I get them. Um, But those are the things that bring true joy in my life. The things that don't bring me joy, like I do not care about cars, don't know anything about them. Like me going out and buying like a new G-Wagon would be the biggest waste because I don't care. However, the amount of people that have said to me, like, how nice would it be if you had a G-Wagon? Not that nice because I don't care. So when you're working towards goals and things that you don't love, you're not aligned with your finances and you're never going to achieve them. You're going to keep getting frustrated and you're going to throw it out the window. Yeah, that's so good. And if you have not listened to our first episode that we did over a year ago, you definitely need to make sure you listen to it because it's all about how to really walk in alignment with the goals that you make and the decisions um, you have for yourself and how to keep everything in this constant alignment with your dreams of how you want to live your life. And I think that's so important to go back to what brings you joy, what's going to fill your cup, what's going to make you smile at the end of the day and feel like, you know what, like today was a good day. Today was the best day. Right. And really (laughs) I had to, and and just feeling connected there through what you are making in terms of the choices you're making, the financial choices you're making, the decisions you're making and feeling like this supports the life that I want to live. And this is going to get me there. And if it's not, then regroup and have those honest conversations and figure out what needs to change, what needs to go, what's connected to stress, what's connected to anxiety, what's causing you to feel less than how you should be feeling and really work from there to make certain decisions that you need to make. And to going back to the whole idea of certain seasons of your life, like life changes. And when I build any financial plan with clients, I always talk about this plan is going to change. Like what we put down here on paper is designed to change because as we grow, things in the world happen. I mean, look how many of us probably shifted our priorities or our dreams and plans during the pandemic. Those are things that things that came out of the pandemic, whether people built businesses, left jobs, how many people had kids during the pandemic (laughs) that you know, may not have planned to, or they didn't know they were going to have a second, third. I could name so many people off the top of my head that had major life changes happen. So even to going back and listening to that episode, if you listen to it the first time and saying, you know what, my life has changed. My life has shifted and know that that's okay. It's meant to, right? That's called growth. That's change. If you went back and it never changed and you were like, nope, I am going to retire on January 1st, 2050. That's how it goes. The end. I'm done. That's boring. Yeah. Things are going to change. You might retire earlier, later. The kids might go to college. They might not. Who knows? Yeah. But just being willing to show up each day and be expectant and be excited and eager to grow and to evolve and to push yourself and to challenge yourself and to just be willing to constantly learn in a new position to where, Hey, like I'm going to get a little uncomfortable here. I know for me, you know, anytime my husband and I talk money, it can be an uncomfortable conversation. It's one of his strengths. It's not one of mine. <laughs> it's a way that's to okay. see super clearly and organized. And my mind just doesn't see that as clearly. And, but it's okay. It's okay to, have uncomfortable moments, but recognize that any uncomfortable moment has the potential for major growth. And that's something we all really need to hold on to as humans. 
I love that you phrased it that way too, right? It's those moments when we're uncomfortable that you're starting to grow. And I've been trying to grasp onto that too for the last year of these moments when we're uncomfortable, it's we're stretching and we're building our dream life. And the only way we learn these new things is by getting uncomfortable and sitting in that for a while. And I think human nature is that we all want to run away from it and say like, this is, this stinks. I don't want to look at it. And even going back to that first step I shared about not burying your head in the sand and looking at where everything is, that's going to be uncomfortable. People laugh. And I'm like, I almost guarantee you, if we sat down right now and had a conversation and I asked you where every little thing was, you couldn't tell me. (laughs) It could be like the president of a bank and they're still going to sit there and be like, Oh, who has my life insurance policy or who has my mortgage? Every person struggles through this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be so overwhelming and it's definitely something that, you know, the quicker you can take a step in that direction of just knowing what's going on and having a plan, even if you feel like it's not a good plan, but at least having a plan, having a plan is better than not having a plan. And so that's taking a step for sure. Now, You have an amazing workbook that you just created and please share because I know this is something that I would love my listeners to be able to get their hands on because it can definitely help them if they are loving this conversation and want to really figure out more of a way to take greater control, a stronger stand in their own financial planning, as well as just the direction of living their life of their dreams. So share, share, please. This workbook was built out of that exact, that moment, right? When we're all sitting there and we're getting uncomfortable and, you know, what we were just talking about before this and we don't know why. Everyone wants to know the why behind things that are happening and we get that like pit in our stomach when something happens or we have that scarcity of, oh, I can't afford this or, you know. For example, I grew up once again in a in a household with a mom that was a teacher and in New Jersey, teachers, not the highest salary. And we did what we could with what we had, but it was sometimes that constant loop of like, we need to wait until the next paycheck. So sometimes in my mind, I'll be like, oh, need to wait until the next paycheck. And for the longest time, I couldn't understand where does that come from? And so I built this workbook as I was looking working with clients and seeing them to get really frustrated. And I'm like, okay, well, you're aligned with your goals. Let's take a step back and look at your past. And we can't change what happened in your past, but we need to understand what your money story was. So it's a combination of things. So how we grew up with our parents when they talked about money, how we heard, you know, the news, social media now, especially with the next generation growing up and seeing money Now we see people keeping up with the Joneses on social media. That's going to affect things. World history, too. I'm sure you teach your students all about different things like the stock market crash of the early 1900s. I grew up with grandparents that grew up during the Great Depression. And when they talked about money, it was always hide under the mattress, scarcity, finish everything on your plate. So growing up hearing that affects you. So I built this workbook so people could understand their money stories and where everything came from. And now what do we do going forward so that we're not constantly living in any of that fear? How do we change the narrative going forward? I love that. And that is definitely something that you can get your hands on. I will have all the details in the show notes for how you can get your own copy so you can unlock your next step, change your narrative and move forward with a little bit more solid footing as you walk towards more financial clarity within your own life. Yeah, I'm excited for everyone. They've already, I've already had copies going out to people um, and everyone is loving it so far. So I'm excited to get it in the hands of more people. That is awesome. Now, how can people stay connected with you if they want to reach out, if they want to, any services that you are currently providing that you can share with my listeners if they are wanting more of this conversation, if they want more of a a holding hand to help them along the way. 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to follow along, I'm over on Instagram or two, if you want to just see my travels, I am on Instagram at Tannis Finn Group, T-A-N-I-S-F-I-N-G-R-O-U-P. And you can also head over to my website, TannisFinnGroup.com, same spelling as the Instagram. And there is a link in my bio on Instagram and a form on my website. If you want to talk further, um, we offer full service financial planning. So if you're like, holy cow, I cannot do this alone. Please walk me through every step you can reach out over there and we can do a complimentary intro call and see how we can get you started and moving on your financial journey. I love it. All right. So I've asked you this question before, since this is your second time on the podcast. So I'm changing this up for you and we're going to put a little travel back into this. So the question of course is what does your best day look like? But I'm adding in with the travel, like your best travel day like what and not like you're traveling driving flying but like your best day on vacation what would your best day on vacation look like okay good because I don't think anyone's ever said that their best day has started at the Newark airport in New Jersey (laughs) my best travel day is so like you I'm a big history person so when I travel somewhere I want to experience the culture and the history so for me it's waking up I want to have a really good cup of coffee, do some morning reading and have a slow morning. And I want to take a history tour. I think from my travels and adventures, some of the best things are learning about, okay, what happened here? Like, how did this place come to be? And if I'm in somewhere tropical, I want to spend the afternoon on the beach reading and I want to eat dinner or foods that are authentic to the area so I can really experience everything fully. And then I want to be in bed by 9 p.m. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So that I can do it all over again the next day. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love asking people this question. I think it's so fun to be like, your best day, ready, set, go. But I also love throwing the travel component because I was like, I'm not going to ask it to you again because if I want everyone to go listen to the, our first episode, they did too. And I'm like, I don't want them to hear Caroline just say the same thing. <laughs> so I honestly need to go back and listen and see what I said. I wonder if it's changed. I remember it involved a really good cup of coffee at a really awesome local coffee shop, which that's just foundational. That's how you start your day. And I believe it also involved a beach and a book, which again, I am here for that. I think those are the (laughs) (laughs) issues. So clearly nothing changes. I always want to have a beach and a book, which sounds about right for everything we talked about in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, I think that sums it up. And a a book that you got from your library because we are saving money here. And (laughs) I need to get over that $3,500. I want to hit $4,000 by the end of the year with all my reading savings, apparently. That's amazing. I feel like that I'm going to do that. And I'm going to then like show that and be like, hey, honey, look, look at how much money we have saved. Especially with kids books. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can only imagine because... They go through them so fast. Like, what do you read? Three, four books a night? I mean, I can only imagine. And the same ones. The same ones, like, for, like, three weeks at a time. And then you move on to the next one, which we're currently reading Goodnight Moon every single night. Mm -hmm. And it's adorable. And we've read it so much that last night was the first night as I was reading it to my son. He was finishing the sentences. And he just, (laughs) like, he just turned two. And he's, like... Good night, chairs. Good night, kittens. And I'm sitting there just melting because I'm like, this is a peak moment of my life right here. So you're going to remember that forever. Like you probably up until this point, you're like, really? Good night, moon again. And then that happened and you're like, we can keep reading good night, moon every single night if this is what it's going to be. Again? Yes. Again? Yes. Forever. (laughs) Forever. Forever. You should record it one time. I know what I have to be so secretive when I record him because he'll do all these really cute things, but then he knows you're recording and he's like, no camera. And I mean, good for you, dude. Like, stand up for yourself. But I also want to keep this moment so I can remember it forever and watch it. Like, I won't share it. I know. Yeah. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Well, oh, Caroline, thank you so much for being here today for this conversation. I always feel so encouraged anytime we talk and just inspired to just live a life that I can feel confident in a life where I feel like I am going to chase my dreams and own it 
and find joy constantly along the way. I know we talked before we recorded about some other fun ideas of episodes that we're going to have coming your way at other various points throughout the year, whenever you might need a little healthy dose of some financial wisdom. But thank you seriously so much for taking time out of your day being here. And it is just such a joy in my heart to have you here. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait for our other little surprises to come the rest of the year. So everyone stay tuned. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Caroline. Bye. Bye. Have the best day. Wasn't that awesome? I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you feel like you could just sit back and feel like you were in the room talking to two friends through that episode and hopefully gained a little bit of more confidence as you approach your own finances with this confidence and freedom that, hey, you can live the life that you truly want to live. Each day can be the best day. Now, feel free to head to Caroline's website, check out all the amazing services she provides. Her Instagram is also a very valuable tool, so definitely give her a follow. And if you are wanting to really take that first step, moving in confidence towards more financial freedom and confidence in your own personal finance journey, go click the link purchase her money story. It's your money story. Link is in the show description and use code the best day for a very, very special discount code that she is offering just for my listeners over here on the podcast. Well, friend, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. And I hope you are getting excited because next week we have our 100th episode celebration and it's going to be pretty sweet. So Until then, have the best day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Best Day Podcast. Looking for more? Be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode and have guaranteed inspiration delivered to you weekly. Looking for an accountability group focused on encouragement, positive vibes, and intentional living? Come join the Best Day Podcast Facebook group or connect with us over on Instagram at the Best Day Podcast. And remember... Your voice matters. Your presence matters. You are valued and your life is a treasure. You are absolutely capable of living your best life every single day in grace and in freedom. Until next time, have the best day, friends.